Welcome to Around the Table. As we watch our economy disintegrate, are we looking through a lens of fear or of faith? Can we trust that God will take care of us and look for ways to help others? Listen to some godly counsel for how we as employees or employers should respond during this crisis. A while back at Bluffton, there was a group of people that did a seminar on work as mission. And in that, we learned that a big part of our mission in our walk with Christ is our work. And with that in mind, as we think about this COVID-19 crisis, how can we reflect Christ in the marketplace? Hi, I'm Steve Ringer, uh, elder at Bluffton North. I'm Brad Eisenman from Chicago. And we're here together, well, remotely anyway, to discuss this topic of how we can reflect Christ in the marketplace in, the, in light of the COVID-19 crisis. So it's probably a good question to start off with, Brother Brad. We are experiencing some really uncharted waters. How does our church vision and purpose statements help us navigate effectively? Well, Steve, uh, you know, one of the first thoughts I have on that is if we are in charted waters or if we're, you know, in the harbor, so to speak, we, we don't really need those things. I mean, you don't need a compass or a map when you're, when you're sitting at home. Um, and it's so important that the, those kinds of things are in place really before a crisis hits. But I've often thought of the words, just a few little words there from Habakkuk, where he talks about the Lord actually said to him and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. And so run, I mean, the ability to, to act, um, to know what to do. You know, we defined what our purpose is to glorify God by loving as Jesus loves. So crisis hits, that's what we do. That's why we're here. Our vision, what we want to be, is to be a body of believers bound together by our love for Christ, his word, reflecting God's love, grace, and truth. And man, I've thought about that bound together um, over and over again. We pivoted our approach, but we knew right away because we've been doing it. We just need to stay bound together. It looks a little different, but the purpose hasn't changed. That's really excellent. You know, as I think about that vision and purpose, I think of a compass. It's just great to have that that sense of north, that sense of direction uh, and trajectory that we need. So it, it helps me, helps me to have my uh, perspective. So appreciate those those comments. Yeah, I mean when it gets uh, when it gets tough, you know, you, you can't go tell everybody what they need to be doing in that moment, whether it's in a church or a business. So if you've prepared those things, people know what the values are, how we're expected to conduct ourselves, then those principles apply whatever comes up and uh, people can run, people can act without hesitation. They can act in concert with the pre-established uh, guidelines or principles. Excellent. One of the things we always deal with, I guess, in business, but probably in any context where there's people is um, like the tensions, the things that are kind of, they seem at least polar opposites to each other. Have you thought of any of those kinds of things that have surfaced here during this COVID event? Yes, actually, I have. And, and one that, that seems to be at the forefront would be just the tension between faith and fear. You know, what lens are we using as we, as we look at just the COVID threat or any, uh, any threats? 
uh, if we have that that sense of fear, we're not going to see maybe some of the things that God would want us to see. We're going to be more self-focused and inner-focused. But when we have that that lens of faith, recognizing that God is in control, even though he might be shaking this world to reveal what's temporal and what's eternal, and he is, he's shaking our lives quite a bit, that when we have that, that, uh, that lens of faith, it's so much, so much greater for us to be able to learn. I, I really love the example of Joshua. Just before Jericho's sum of all fears, when he was flat on his face worshiping the angel of the Lord, and he said, What saith my Lord unto his servant? That's in Joshua 5.14. And so he learned, and he was given the uh, instruction on how to proceed. You know, if we have that faith uh, lens, what about gathering and giving, that tension? You know, we want to protect our businesses, protect our families and in our welfare, but yet we're called to give and to, and to share. So there's that tension there, and how do we balance all that? So having the kind of the lens of faith, we're probably going to be more apt to to share that which we have, to be generous to our employees, to to our to our customers, our clients. And so those are a couple. We always know that there's that opportunity in business to pursue profit, to have a uh, profitable business, but then also to protect protect your working capital, protect your uh, your net worth, that type of thing. So, Brad, let me turn it back to you. As we, as you think, and being in a business and uh, running a business and having uh, a lot of employees, a lot of opportunity to interact, you know, what are some of the opportunities and challenges you see as we deal with these tensions? Yeah, you know, crisis really kind of reveals character. Um, I think it's easy to say sometimes. Uh, you know, well, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't myself because I was under stress and and it really does kind of seem to be the opposite. And so this should be viewed, I think, as an opportunity. And that was how you asked the question, an opportunity to shine the light of Christ by our faith. So most of all, I think as believers, like you said, work is part of our mission. It's noble. Um, The Bible speaks to those things, but then living our faith in our work. And particularly if we are an employer, we are always being watched. And maybe we've spoken of our faith in the past, but then when these tests come, people see our faith. How do we behave? How do we manage those tensions you were talking about? Tension isn't bad. It feels bad because it's it makes us tense. It feels like they're opposites, or sometimes we think of them as dichotomies. And we don't resolve them. We navigate them. We navigate them in light of values. But so as an, an employer, the first thought that comes to mind is we're stewards. We've been stewards before this happened, and, and we're still stewards. And in that, we're behaving on behalf of the master. So love is Jesus loves. I think we should be careful with the word owner. Scripture talks a lot about money, talks a lot about possessions. Paul reminds us when he writes to Timothy, we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. He's more or less quoting Job there, who was tested incredibly and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when we 
when we hold things loosely and realize it's not ours in the first place, uh, we certainly can shine the light of Christ in that way as, as employers. I think there's opportunities as employees as well. Um, do you have thoughts on that? You know, one thing I was just thinking as you were sharing is, you know, we can have the vision and purpose. We can have those principles in place. But if our heart's not right, we're not going to go that direction. You know, it talks about in, in Matthew about where our treasure is, our heart will follow. And so it is important that that as you're in a business or you're leading of employees that that you really do have your heart and your treasure in the right place, that, that what you have, what you have in your possession is not owned by you. It's it's to be managed, it's to be you're to be a steward of it to glorify God. And so having that kind of a, a heart is really going to help make the right decisions and, and go the right uh, and do the right things. That's helpful for me. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So much of what we've been saying here is um, what's going to come out of us as a result of what was put in long before this ever happened. But I do think in the moment, we still have the opportunity regardless of where we've been on some of these things, maybe maybe our heart wasn't always right. And now we're challenged by really in almost a moment of time with just a completely different picture. And we're challenged to think about how are we going to demonstrate generosity? Um, how are we going to demonstrate diligence? I kind of think kind of, we're all employees as well, whether we own the business or we're a manager, um, we're subject to someone. And so just going back to those basics of, of honesty, faithfulness, diligence. If we're an employee, we need to recognize our company might be fighting for its life. And uh, so if we should, if we can work, and, and not everybody can right now, some businesses are absolutely shut down, many of them. But if we can work, we can. You know, it's an interesting situation with the, the, the amount of money that's been pumped into this thing. There's people in the employment scale who can actually make more money on unemployment right now. And that's a positive if you can't work, but it also brings in sort of a dilemma that if I can work, but I can make more by not working, should I? And uh, it's good to think through those kinds of things and um, absolutely process and light of God's word. So speaking of money being pumped into the, uh, thing, Steve, you're, uh, you're in the accounting business and no doubt you've studied up on some of these programs here, the so-called CARES Act. I think part of that is the, uh, the PPP, the pay, uh, Paycheck Protection Program. That's a mouthful. Yeah, um, can you give us a little background on that and just how we ought to be thinking about those kinds of things, whether sure. employer or employee? We really have had a, a huge amount of legislation passed very quickly and a lot of money. It's like 2.2 trillion and climbing. That's that's uh, maybe 10 percent of our GDP. I'm, I'm not sure. It's huge. Uh, I don't even think I can put my hands around how big that is. But and it was the uh, FFCRA is a Family First Coronavirus Act, and then followed by the CARES Act, which is the Coronavirus Aid Relief Economic Security Act. The CARES Act being the granddaddy of the whole. Uh, piece of or section of leg legislation. And the purpose of all of this was primarily twofold to insist employers to keep people working as much as possible, 
but also to provide assistance for those who are sick or those who are caring for sick. And so there's a huge amount of money dumped in to provide stimulus payments to individuals. Some of you maybe have already had those. Hit your bank accounts. Employer SBA loans that you referred to, Brother Brad, regarding the uh, opportunity to get a loan from the government or through the government, uh, through the SBA program, that would enable you to, to continue paying your payroll. That's the PPP part of it. There's payroll tax credits, there's unemployment payments, all that. And with the loans, it might think, uh, that's not a big deal to have a loan. I mean, you borrow the money, maybe get a low interest rate, but it's more than that because what they spend after they receive the loan on payroll, on on uh, maybe utilities or mortgage interest, some of those expenses, that amount alone, as if it as it is paid out, will be forgiven tax-free. It's a tax-free grant. So it's, it's, it's a big deal for businesses. There's great opportunity for businesses to take those payments and, and use them to, to bless their employees, to bless their customers, to, to share that generosity with others. There's also great opportunity or maybe a temptation to maybe abuse the system, maybe be thinking a little bit too much about yourself and not not others. So there's the legislation, like all legislation, there's just a lot of opportunity that it can be used correctly and appropriately, but there's also that uh, great temptation to abuse it. Yeah, for sure. You know, those of us who aren't accountants are really, really glad for people like you and those in our business that help us understand these things and and the pace at which this came out, the speed these things came out. Um, as I understand it, they're still letting us know how really what the rules are going to be. That in itself is a huge challenge. But one of the things that you know we've been thinking about. So how do we respond to this? I know we keep going back to principles. We started with purpose and vision and the matter of principles or values. I really think it's critical to to stop and just say what principles are we going to use uh, to navigate by whether it's whether we decide how how we decide to take this loan, do the calculations. Many times through this crisis, we've had to stop and say, okay, what are our values as a business? We actually identified some values that we want to um, our principles we want to live by, just for the crisis, if you will. Hmm. Things like respecting others doing our part to be helpful, uh, those sorts of things. But then with with respect to some of the decisions we make, whether it's maybe some reductions we have to make or or whether we take this loan or not, I appreciate the intent of it. And you said it well there to preserve employment. I think there's a reason they're calling it a loan. It's not just a grant. I think they want us to think about how we're using it and to really do our best with integrity to live into the uh, intent to preserve employment. You know, the scripture is clear about borrowing and not paying again. So to take a loan as a grant and not follow the intent of it, just maybe even in some cases it's possible. Some of us maybe can't even imagine this, but it could really just enrich us. Um, maybe we don't even need it. So just to think through those things and and uh, make That's sure cool. we're, we're going to be able, you know, one of the thought I had is, you know, if our financial statements were published in the local paper or maybe in the silver lining, you know, would, would we be okay with that? Kind of a good thing. Descriptions might go up. 
That would be very enlightening. As we think about how how do we do how do we navigate these things? How do we how do we make those decisions? You know, from leadership standpoint, we really couldn't lay out specifics because each specific is different. There's some nuances mm-hmm. there that we can't control and, and even understand totally. But but we did have a uh, paper that the elder body provided that I think would be uh, probably a good PDF to make available for uh, business leaders, employees, or whoever to to go through and navigate through this CARES Act and, and some of the decisions it's going to drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had some basic principles that were in there, honesty, generosity, faithfulness, stewardship, diligence, those types of things that, that we've already talked about. And that, that will help us to make good decisions. But there is the uh, that, that whole sense, go back to, are we looking through a, a lens of fear or of faith, I think mm-hmm. is really critical. And, and if we have that sense of faith, that God will provide and help us, we're probably going to be more motivated to to be generous. You know, we might get that stimulus check, but we don't need it. Let's mm. donate it. There's a lot of a lot of needs out there, and uh, contributions are dropping. I would I would suspect, uh, or they have the the tendency to drop during this time. Sure. But the needs yep. are probably going the other way. They're going up. So no great question. opportunity for us to to bless others as God blesses us. So as we, as we think about lessons learned, you know, brother Brad, share a little bit about what you think or what you're thinking about lessons learned as we go through this time. Yeah. Well, in one sense, it feels almost too early to ask that, right? I mean, we're six weeks into this and for some of us, it's just a lot of it's just been plain crisis management but nevertheless, I think we already have had thoughts along those lines. We, we've seen some unexpected blessings, uh, and that's because we've had to maybe slow down a little bit. Maybe, like I said, because all of a sudden some things were taken away from us. We found we realized we were holding things too tightly. Maybe not just financial things. Maybe I know for me, just the just the plans, the the travel, whether it was personal travel or business travel. You know, these things are enjoyable. The variety of life and being with people and it's really been kind of a grieving process for that. And that's okay. We should, we should allow that to happen. We should understand it, but also then kind of self-examine, you know, am I holding on to those things too tightly? Um, I guess the overarching question to just keep asking is, you know, what is God teaching me through this? So easy to, to focus on why is this happening and why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to our country, the world? Why is the government making certain decisions? You know, at the end of Job there, God never gave him the answer to why. Mm. But there was an awful lot of of what, you know, what God's teaching. So I know for us, for sure, we've had to increase communication uh, during this time. And, and we realized that, you know what, we, we should have probably been doing that a little better all along. Probably knew that, but when you're kind of forced to do certain things, you say, well, we really should have been doing that anyway. How about you, Steve? Yeah, I, I would agree. As, as you were sharing, I was thinking of how this this threat and how it just has turned our lives upside down has really re- has removed a lot of busyness, a lot of mm-hmm. social activities that we've been involved with, whether they be church or business or whatever or entertainment, taken a lot of that away and and given us time 
time to uh, to be alone, time to be with our families, and so it's it's kind of lifted a lot of that busyness and that that would cloud maybe some of the underlying currents that were there that really need to be dealt with, and so it's it's opened my eyes to some areas that that lack. Uh, maybe in my understanding of of who God is, my understanding and, and my trust in Him, and uh, maybe some of the things I would go to for comfort or or to have that sense to fulfill that sense of emptiness, and it's really opened my eyes. And so I think you hit it when you say it's a time for us to reflect. It's a time for us to really learn. And I, I'm thinking of uh, Psalm. 139, 23, and 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And as we go through this kind of situation, we are just ripe for God to really teach and expose to us those things which need to be addressed. And uh, sometimes we can go through these things and forget them. So it's probably good to write some of these things down or communicate with others and, and get some accountability to address them. I know we've all been a little different pace. Some people have had a lot of extra time on their hands. Some of us, um, not so much. And just the processing in our minds, the mental processing that, that needs to happen to truly reflect on these things, I think it's good to realize that that may just need to happen over over months or even years. Mm. I, I know we have this this uh, pressure we feel, this desire to kind of just get back to normal. And even if we don't know what that's going to be, we we still desire it. And let's put this behind us. And while that's understandable, I don't think we ought to shortchange the reflection then and just allow that to happen. And yeah, like you said, take some notes along the way, but, you know, spend some time. And whether it's, you know, again, in the business or church, you know, talk through these mm-hmm. things, then what did we learn and what are we going to change going forward so that, we truly benefit from from all of this. It, it's hard. I mean, it's just plain hard, and nobody would have desired it. But you know, everybody I've ever heard that had to go off to war because they got drafted or some terrible experience—maybe not everybody, but so often you hear, "Well, I wouldn't want to do that again, but I wouldn't trade the experience for anything." You know, as we think about, you know, this thing's going to eventually wind down, and there's going to be. And a re-entry into, you know, whatever. It's going to be a new normal. But things that we can do now to kind of prepare for that is one, really pray. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our employers. Pray for those who are making decisions, church leaders, whoever, that they have the wisdom, the the knowledge, understanding to make good decisions uh, because it's going to impact a lot of people. And And then along with that, some patience you know, as we adjust to a new normal and um, as we try to make the adjustments that we need. So those are some things that we probably can be praying about, thinking about. And as we uh, move into probably a new phase that's coming up some sometime. So it's been really good to talk uh, and to share. And uh, as we again go back to The purpose of this conversation was how do we reflect Christ in the marketplace? And and I think that's important for all of us to put in the forefront of our minds. How can we glorify God even in the midst of a crisis such as we have before us? Thanks for listening. And if you have comments on Around the Table or ideas for future episodes, let us know. 
In AC Central, go to the Settings menu, select User Feedback, and when the web page opens, click the Feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church of America.